Hey, this is Adam Richmond from Food Network UK, and you are feasting your ears on the Hotspur Podcast. Come on, you Spurs. Yeah, well, welcome to a brand new Hotspurs podcast. It is Monday, the 8th of November, 2021. I am Steve in the Essex, and on today's show, we have got the one and only, the talent, it is the X-Male model, Mr. Colin McKee. How you doing, Cole? I'm doing well, doing very, very well. I've got my Italian jersey on here, my Italian flag wrapped around me, <laughs> and just about to go tomorrow and get an Italian tattoo. If you had uh, it, last week when everyone was doing that, oh, I'm having I'm having pasta and pizza and Peroni yeah. and I, I have that anyway, so there was no <laughs> difference for me. Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought too. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Okay, so we'll talk about that. Obviously, last show uh, Conte was we thought he was going to be uh, announced, so we talked about it a little bit, but uh, not much. What I did do obviously was because we hadn't done a show for a few weeks. I've sort of covered the subject of Newcastle and and went back um, and talked about it. And of course, people pointed out to me that um, you know the world of football moves on, and and you got you got to talk about the now. So uh, uh, that the, the only reason I sort of went back and talked about that was because we hadn't, and I really wanted to have my say. But uh, you know, the point of the, the this podcast is to talk about things that other podcasts aren't. And when you've got uh, you know the brilliant last word on Spurs and the fighting cock and all those dishing out the podcast every other day, hour here, two hour there. Um, you know, and I listen to them all. That's the, that's the trouble with me. I listen to every single Spurs podcast, or at least try to. And then when it comes to my podcast, I'm, I, I, I think to myself, right, well, I, don't, I can't discuss Kane for half an hour because that's what all the other podcasts have done. So try and think of something else to, uh, to do. But, um, you know, at the same time, uh, is that really what one of people want to listen to? Maybe not. So let's talk about the Everton game, Carl. Thoughts? <laughs> Thoughts? Well, a clean sheet. That, that was my my first thought on it. Um, have to take a positive look. It's quite a difficult one because obviously we've got our new manager in, and I think you probably like me we haven't chatted about it yet, but like absolutely buzzing that we've got Antonio Conte as our manager. I think it's I think it's massive for the club. I think it's massive for the support. I think when you look at the you know, the Fetes game there on Thursday night, the atmosphere in the ground before it. And it's been a long time since the managers walked down that tunnel and the whole crowd is fully behind them. And and that's what I really enjoyed. I actually had a real excitement about that Thursday night game. Not so much about the Europa Conference League and, and what the result, just to see him walking out. And, and I do think the club have made a massive statement from it. So getting into, getting into Sunday's game... I was hopeful, as people say about this, you know, the bounce from the new manager. But I was also worried as well because, look, Everton have been on a bad run. It's a tough place to go, as everybody would say. So I wasn't expecting too much. But I think for me, the good part of it was that I knew I wasn't going to get annoyed by whether we lost, drew or won the game. Because we know we've got a massive rebuild. Again, that's been mentioned there hell of a lot of times we have just got to be so patient with this guy it is going to take time you know unfortunately for him 
it's the international break, so he's losing all his main players now for the next 10 days. So we've got to be really, really patient as fans. But for me, the result of the day, look, I was disappointed, really disappointed by quite a few performances in the team, which I'm sure we'll talk about certain players. But I thought I could see a bit, a bit of style. I thought I could already see that where he was trying to maybe work with a few players, trying to sort of maybe hone in and write, this is where I want you to be, this is what I want you to do. And really from the back and even midfield, everything was great. It was just, unfortunately, the most important part in any team, the, the forward line. And I just was so, so disappointed. Carrie Kane's been struggling, as we know. I was so disappointed in some. I really was. I, I thought he didn't show any fight, any commitment. And do you know what actually came into my head? And you can tell me what you think about this. He got booed the whole game. Sonny never gets booed anywhere. And obviously he's getting booed at Everton because of what happened two or three years ago. But I sort of went, is he scared to really go out there because these guys are on his back and what happened at Everton before? And I just felt he he just didn't look interested. And I actually had him off before Lucas Mora um, on it. So I was, I was really, really disappointed in him especially for the game. But look, it was a clean sheet. Nil-nil, we didn't lose the game, which was great. So we'll have to take those positives. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you're right. More, more has, has looked good this season, hasn't he? Uh, I think the, I think starting possibly with, with Nuno telling him, look, you've got the ability to run at people um, yeah. because we haven't really seen him run run at people that much. Um, or, 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 or when he does run at people, he sort of goes the wrong direction. But... So that that started on the noon. I saw, you know, there were, and there were glimpses of it against uh, Everton as well. And and you're right, Sonny. Sonny, unfortunately, looks off form, but he ha- he does this, doesn't he? I think what's he been at our our uh, place five years, four yeah. years now, five years, and he does tend to disappear for about a month. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, six or seven games. He's he, he's nowhere to be, and then he comes back and plays brilliant for six or seven games, and. You know, maybe that's something he needs to look at. And you know, we don't know what the situation is. Obviously, he's going to go to back to Korea now for uh, for for a couple of internationals. Uh, I have no doubt. Um, and and you know, with Kane, um, he's obviously got two in England internationals um, where he's going to be. What's what? San Marino and Andorra. I mean, I mean, it's silly, isn't it? What? what I know he's England captain and everything, but yeah. w- wouldn't you just have a word with him and just say, "Listen, just just tell Gareth you got a twisted ankle because you, you, you're out of form. Um, you, you know, I'll give you a, I'll give you a nice break. You know, take 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 a week or whatever, fly to Bahamas or whatever, just get yourself. So, I don't know, just, yeah. something. I don't know if that's the answer or knuckle down in training. You know, either way, which one do you think would help? Because I don't think you can going away with England. Uh, it's going to help you, or maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that is what he needs, and you know, maybe insisting that he plays in these games so he can get some goals. I don't know, um, but it's uh, you know it's a tricky one because if you take uh, Jose's time with us, um, the only two players who were any good were Son and Kane, yeah. and then you look at it now, and really the only two players that are letting us down the most, certainly in the last uh, you know five or six games. You have to say Sun and Kane because um, you know are they looking to get in scoring positions? Are they are they having shots? I mean, I, I, I do think that we're having a lot of blocked shots. Um, so this whole um, 
you know, a, a gutter, no shots on target. Um, as I say, there are there are block shots and there are opportunities. Uh, we've had opportunities, but it's, it's it's not quite working out. But I thought Kane's Kane's number ten play was terrible against Everton. You know, where he normally threads that ball through or or can hit a great pass or whatever. It, it just kept giving the ball away. It was terrible. And um, uh, so there you go. You know, he's gone from having a massive strop on, not want to be at Spurs, now wanting to be there. And uh, it'll probably take two or three games for him to get back up to speed again. For him, for him to, do you remember last, uh, I, I think it was uh, under Jose when we played against Brighton and it was a dreadful game, but Kane was everywhere getting stuck in and commitment was just absolutely awesome. And he did that a lot under Jose, actually. Uh, you know, he was the only, one of the only people that were uh, were all over the park. So, you know, that's those two um, and, you know, disappointing, but hopefully yeah, they're, they're, they're brilliant players. They'll come back, um, yeah. you know. The thing is, get these internationals out of the way, and then we've got a run of what is it, ten, fifteen games, all back to back, all through the, all through the winter, um, where they can, uh, you know, pick up their form hopefully. Um, but let's look at the Conte situation. So um, didn't take the job in the in the summer. Uh, the the reason for that is because Inter Milan um, had been well, he'd know he knows that. He knew that Inter Milan didn't have funds, right? So he thought, well, I'm not having this and I'm going to join a club where I can spend money. And then Tottenham came along and said, would you like the job at Tottenham? And uh, he said, how much money? And they said, well, not very much. And he said, well, no, thanks very much. Forget anything else that you've heard. Uh, That's the reason, right? So now he's come in, they've given him a number ring, that Paratici has said to him, come on, mate, you know, help us out, Uh, you know, Come to the stadium, and I think I think honestly, here's the biggest thing: without the stadium and without Paratici, there's no way Conte's coming. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I think Paratici's definitely been a, you know, a massive influence influence to him. You know, in in making his decision. You know, to to come more so than the stadium, or, or coupled with the stadium. I would say that you know the stadium and the, the training facilities. You know, have to be a massive part. You know, he's told him that you need to come and see this, mm. um, and I'm sure, I'm sure the guy's been there around the club before. But I think that was a, a massive part, and and all, and also, you know, I do believe that he has been then told, look, you know, something's changed here. We need you. You're coming, and we're going to back you, and yeah. you're take and you're taking over the whole footballing side of things along with himself. And, and I do, I do honestly. I know people are saying, you know, Daniel Levy's not going to give it up that easy. I think, you know, the stadium in the last home game where the crowd turned on Nuno, Nuno against uh, United, and the, you know, the the chance working around about Levy out, Nuno, you don't know what you're doing. I think no matter what anybody says about Daniel Levy, he, he doesn't like that, and probably more so, in my opinion, from. It's not good for the image rights of Tottenham Hotspur and that stadium. And he's sitting there going, do you know what? I'm trying to promote this place and do whatever. And I'm trying to get him with all these so-called bigwigs, you know, to bring American football and concerts. I don't need my name being chanted around this ground. And yeah. I think that that has been a big part of it as well, where, where hopefully the pennies maybe drop and said, right, 
you know, we've got to do it. And look, we've got to give him credit. He's brought this guy in. You know, for a team that's struggling the last, well, since the Champions League final, you know, struggling, you know, to play nice football. He's tried Mourinho, he's tried Nuno. You know, he's, you know, to try to bring in a top, probably the top four manager in the world, you know, along with Klopp and um, Pep and Tuchel, you know, Conte's up there with them. Yeah. And to be able to bring him into us whenever we're sitting in the Europa League conference <laughs> tournament, you know, it, it's massive. And it, and it shows, and look, I know we're all Spurs fans that are listening to this show, it shows how big a club we are. And, you know, we get laughed at. I'm sure you get it, Steve, every day in work or mates that you know that don't support Spurs. Ah, you think you so this and that and whatever. You know, we are a massive, massive club. And hopefully, and I just pray this is the time that we are hopefully going to show it. And I'm also hoping, you know, that since the COVID sort of, I know it's still about, but it's finished and the stadium is starting to generate that money. Maybe, you know, the you know the guys inside are looking and going, right, look, this is what we're actually bringing in. And they can maybe look to the future and go, you know, if we have so many more concerts and so many more NFL games plus all the Spurs games and everything else that goes on, this is what we're going to bring in so we can afford to go for this. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm sort of hoping has, has happened there. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's uh, COVID really sort of mucked up everybody's plans, didn't they? And, and, 100%. And, 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 and when you hear, um, you know, oh, two years ago, we were in the Champions League final and look at us now. Um, yeah, because we built a whacking great stadium. Uh, no other club did. Um, we, we we actually built a wagon great stadium. And so um, what happened was, if you go back three years when we didn't spend any money for two windows, uh, it was because we were building a wagon great stadium. It's not it's not any more difficult than that to to understand. And you know the fact that uh, Levy came out four years ago and said, "Don't worry, the building of the stadium won't affect transfers." means that he can't come out and say, well, actually, yeah, it did affect transfers. I only said that because I wanted your season ticket money, which, again, that's all true. But he wouldn't come out and say that, you see. Yeah. Um, I keep hearing uh, Martin Cloak and, and Kat and everyone on the, on the other podcast. They're brilliant. Their passion for Spurs is, is second to none. But um, uh, saying that, a lot of what they, uh, you know, this whole transparency, we just want to be told. We were told that there was there was no way we'd join a European Super League. And, and lo and behold, we, we went and joined it. Well, that's because they're not going to sit there and tell you, you know, and, and, and how is how is the question framed? Is, is are, are they sitting there, the Tottenham Trust, and saying, Mr. Levy, are we joining a, a Super League? And, and he says, no. No, I don't think so. Oh, right. Well, that's a no then. You know, catac- I, I don't know how the how the <laughs> how the conversations fray. You know, are you going to be? Uh, no, because and even if that did happen, I'd be there going, why not? What do you mean to say? Because the guy from um, Arsenal, Cronky, yeah, he came out that. and said, "Well, I had a decision to make. I either do the the, the European Super League was going ahead. I either we either." Uh, as Arsenal Football Club are in it, or we're not, and and if it's going ahead, and that's the way that the, the that honestly, I still believe that that's the way we should have we should we should approach that, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I, and I think 
Spurs were probably Daniel Levy and whoever else were exactly the same. Like this thing's going ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have to be in it. If we if it had went ahead and we weren't in it, the Spurs fans would have went crazy. Yeah. Spurs Spurs crazy. Spurs aren't going to be in it. Um. So we've offered it offered the place to West Ham. Yeah. And even even though Karen Brady said, well, we wouldn't have gone into it. Yes, you would. <laughs> Yes, yeah, you could. Imagine the phone. Imagine the phone call. Our uh, Spurs have pulled out. Um, so, would you like to be in it? And Karen Brady's there with David Golden Sullivan going. Well, hang on a minute. So it's Juventus, Barcelona. That are You can't get relegated. Spurs have pulled out. And um, yeah, do you know what? We, we, we uh, no, no, no. We'll, we won't do it either. I mean, of course not. Of course not. hundred yeah. percent. So, and actually, there's there's a guy. I don't know whether you've seen it during the week. And a guy. <laughs> I don't like listening to Paul Merson. Um, I don't know whether you've seen that interview. Mm. He was on, I forget who else was on the panel. And they asked him about, about, I think it was to do with the Arsenal thing, obviously. And he turned around and he said, he says, look, out of everybody, he says, I cannot blame Spurs and Arsenal for joining it. Yeah. He says, I'm more annoyed that the likes of Man United, yeah. the, biggest, the biggest club in the world who don't need to be in it, yeah. joined it. He says, Spurs and Arsenal had no choice. They had to. They had to join it if it was going ahead. Absolutely. So, so he made he made a very very good point. And then someone else said to, said to me, "Oh, well, Levy was the one behind it," hmm. and as if again, well, right. So Daniel Levy is is uh, you know hasn't won anything for all these years. He's getting criticised and everything. He manages to convince eleven other chairmen of the biggest clubs in the world to join a Super League, which is his <laughs> idea. Again. I don't see the I don't see the negative of that. That's that's genius. Yeah. Well don't believe it if it was your idea and you managed to convince all the other chairmen to do it. Um, I don't know. So you I know, know. Uh, it. it uh, but that that you know the Super League will happen, and, and all it will be is just a revamp of the of the Champions League. It will be, you know, like the X Factor changes every four years to a different format. It will be that because yeah. uh, as we know the the. the this conference league, I don't know how long that's going to last, but uh, that will probably go back to being, we'll probably go back to having a cup winners cup again in, in years to years to come because, um, you know, these things do, do change and evolve and, and all they'll do with the European super league is they won't have this, um, you know, divine right to be in it. Um, so Sturz will have to qualify for it. And then they'll just play a league, I suppose, alongside the premier league. Because you couldn't, you couldn't play just a just a European league, um, because I don't think the fans, you know, want that. Uh, you know, how many times have I said, uh, you know, this season we've beaten Villa? Great, I know one Villa fan. Um, uh, you know, whereas I know fifteen Arsenal fans and thirty-five Man United fans and and all the rest of it. Well, I don't know any Juventus fans. So if we're playing against Juventus, it's no fun. I mean, it's yeah. great beating them, but it's no, you know, you can't go to work the next day and go, uh, you're all right, John, beat Juventus tonight. Right? You'll go, mm, I couldn't care less. <laughs> Say, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, yeah, you're right. You you support West Brom, don't you? Well, you know, let's try and stuff. See what I mean? So, yeah. you've got to, uh, you know, Palace and all that. You, you, you want to play these teams because you know the fans. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, anyway. That's that's my take on that. Um, so Conte, uh, you know, the, the, well, let's let's talk about the biggest thing that he's done, which is uh, changes to a five, five two. Uh, let's say five two three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a three. So, three, so four, what do we three, think about really? 
you know, really a, a 3 4 3, but obviously goes into 3 5 2 as well. But it's mainly been a 3 4 3. Um, I, th- I think it's good for us with the players that we have. Um, I would prefer to see a three more of a three five two, probably than the three four three at the minute. But um, I think he's looked at it. Look at his style of play. He's looked at the players that he has. I think that's why the team didn't change on Sunday, uh, because he's tried to sort of keep that balance to the squad. But look, he can't do anything until he gets working with these players. And you know, I tweeted out yesterday as well. Like we. No matter what anybody says, at the minute we have an awful lot of average players. Yeah. And unfortunately, do you know, the biggest, do you know what I think yeah. his biggest problem is, Cole? Mm-hmm. He's got he's got five players um, that can play in that uh, in that middle middle the middle two. Yeah. yeah. So he's got Skip, Holbier, Lachelso, and Dombele, and possibly Ali. Uh, oh, and Winks, right? And Winks. So, yeah. So he's got six. Well, of those six, okay, four of them are dreadful. They're yeah. out of form. They look rubbish. I'm, I'm properly rubbish, in my opinion. Yeah. The, the one exception possibly, Endombele, shows glimpses, right? Yeah. But Ali's look terrible. The Chelsea looks awful, although <laughs> in his defence, he's two centimetres from being the the, uh, the the hero of the weekend. Maybe right? he took the corner. <laughs> but that corner, and, and just, just the way he just comes on, pulls his shirt down, yeah, strolls terrible. around, flicks his hair, um, you know, yeah. useless, absolutely useless. Yeah. Um, so the only t- the two, the two uh, outstanding players, and even if I say those two, uh, is Skip and Holbier. One of them, um, you know, he's just getting used to life in the Premier League. Um, a half-decent uh, English midfielder. But, you know, uh, to, to coin a Roy Keane phrase, how's he not, you know, if, he's, if, you're into, in, if you're an international, that means nothing these days. Well, Skip's not even being talked about to be in the yeah. England squad at the moment. So if you're not even, if you're a central midfielder and you're not even talked about to be in, in the England squad... You, you're not that good, um, yeah. you know. And I skip. I think Skip's done well, and and you know mm-hmm. for his effort, he deserves to be in there. Um, and Holbier, uh, you know, I do agree with Merson again when saying, I don't think it's, I don't think it's him that thinks he's too good. I think it's possibly, you know, managers, Spurs fans. Although we are now debating it, saying is he is he really that good? Um, yeah. yeah, he's a Southampton lad. Who, uh, when we got him, we was like, okay, okay, this this seems pretty good. But whereas Wanyama came in and was absolutely awesome for a year, Holbier is like, okay, he plays sort of every, let's say, three out of five games pretty well. But you know, two out of those five games, he's pretty poor, isn't he? Um, yeah. And I'll tell you, the biggest problem is the fact that so you got those 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 options in midfield. The biggest, the biggest problem that Conte's got is his two outstanding midfielders, because the rest have been rubbish, are Skip and Holbier. And here's, here's the thing. You cannot play Skip and Holbier if you're going to play that back five. I know it's a three with the two wingbacks. Yeah. But you can't play. Um, you've got to play. You've got to have a box-to-box midfielder or an attacking midfielder. You yeah. can't play Skip and Holbier. You know, it's like if you if you're going to play all those other defensive players, yeah. yeah unless, unless you, 
I don't know, uh, bring in, bring in Bergvine and, um, and, and Mora as your wingers, as your wingbacks, yeah. you, you, you can't play all those defensive players. So yeah. he's going to have to make a choice between Skip and Albier, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's what we'll see happen. You know, look, he, he knows he's got the January. I think, ho- I'm hoping there'll be like three, at least three players that he'll know that we need. Look, people say January is a bad time. Spurs have got the money there, and Conte obviously has his connections and Paratici. You know they'll have players lined up, but you know if if you look at the team, I'm I'm still happy with Lloris. I'm still I still think Lloris is still going to be our number one for the next couple of years. Oh yeah, you know, I, I like the looks of of Romero, even though the guy is a total hothead. He like again Richardson on Sunday, who I cannot stand, but again you can't put your head up to him. No. You know, you know, he easily could have got a red card there. He got a stupid red card the other night. So he is a hothead. Eric Dyer's Eric Dyer. He, he's not going to be about for much longer. So ideally, we we need another two centre halves to come in. Two centre halves to play along with this guy. If we, we, we do need, that, Cole, we need a left wing back. If we do that, Cole, we have to get rid of Rodon. Yeah. I yeah, we have him. to we have to get rid of him. There's no point in being there. No, and he's not good enough. Send him back to well, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him. I know we haven't, but look, at the end of the day, I've watched him play for Wales. He's all right. Yeah. But he's a bit like what you're saying with Skip. If he was English, he wouldn't be in the English England squad. Yeah. He's only he's only in the Welsh squad because Wales struggle for top right. players. So he, you know? he's we'll have to we'll have to get rid of him. I think I think also um, you know Sanchez, although he, he's not been too bad this season. Um, but what I'm saying is, we've got to get rid of some of these guys. Um, I, I don't I would think have... I don't think he'll get rid of Eric Dyer only because what I've been told from my ITKs, um, which are better than better than anybody's ITKs, might I say, is um, is that he's he's a fantastic guy to have around. Because he's so he's like a model professional. Um, I, I, I totally agree with that because do you know what? He gets a hard time. One thing I like about Eric Dyer, he gives a hundred and ten percent every game. Yes, he'll make the silly mistakes and he'll do. But do you know what? That guy fights in the pitch for us. So to me, he's the kind of pro that that will stay around the club. And he he might end up being. He knows that he'll probably maybe end up in the bench a bit more. But you know, a good a good bench player to have to come on the cover for injuries, or even to come in to play that defensive midfield role. So, so that's that's where I I see him being. You know, I agree with the at the minute I actually would like him to have played Romero, Dar, and Sanchez as the three. Uh, ben Davis, to be fair to him, yesterday he actually done nothing nothing wrong. You know, Ben Davis is just your standard, <laughs> but he just doesn't excite anybody. You know. No. So he has to go, Sanchez probably to go. You keep Dara as a backup player. So two centre halves. Regulon at left at left back. Uh, honest with goodness, I do not get this guy. He's not uh, as good he's not as good as we again, he's, he's a bit like Holby. He's not as good as we thought he would would be. No. He's lightweight, you know, he runs about. He's another yellow to a red card waiting to happen because he yeah. dives in, he dives about, he makes silly choices, he'll have the odd flash of brilliance. Not good enough, not strong um, enough. So there, there's a position we need. Royal. I, I actually quite like the look yeah. of him so far, <laughs> but he's only joined. We've got to give that, got to give him time. But I, I like him. I like him. I think there could be a player there. 
Possibly. So I'm more interested in the left-hand side. Like if you think of Danny Rose and his heyday. Can I say, can I, you know. oh, brilliant that you've brought him up because before Poch, um, I think it was under, was it Sherwood was before Poch? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, an AVB. And we, do you remember us saying week in, week out, we were saying Danny Rose is the worst left back. <laughs> we used to say, look, you know, the, the, the World Cup's coming up. Let's get the, let's get the Albanians B, B team left back. Anyone's better than this guy. And Poch came in and completely transformed him. Yeah. So what you what you can look at is is can Conte because because Jose hasn't done it and Nuno didn't do it. Can he come in and get one of these guys by the scruff of the neck and just go right? Your job is this. Do mm-hmm. this, which is what which is what he did with Danny Rose and Walker. But the other thing that Poch did, of course, with those with those superb uh, fullbacks was he rotated them. We, he did rotate them for Davis and Trippier in the in the lesser games. So it yeah. worked perfectly. So that, that the back four was was two centre halves who know each other really well, two uh, fullbacks who push on all the time. Uh, if you like we probably did play a three because we always played with a with a Wanyama or a Dyer sitting. So you know it, it was kind of a three at the back if you know because Dyer and Dyer and or Wanyama would sit, wouldn't they? So it yeah. was kind of a three at the back with with the two two fullbacks pushing on. But what happened was every other game, literally, he'd switch those fullbacks so they could get up and down. So that's I think I'm hoping that that's what he's going to do. But you know, can can I, I thought it was a strange one bringing Doherty on, but has he seen again? Has he seen something in training where it goes, you know, that guy that guy's all right. He'll do for me. I've got a job for him, and I'll tr- yeah. transform him. Um, uh, in which case, then you're looking at the left hand side, and maybe he'll buy a buy a left. But yeah, yeah. I think I, I think we I think we need to ship out a lot of players. We yeah. number one, we need another striker. Hundred percent. Cannot have Harry Kane. You cannot have Harry Kane um, as the only striker. I mean, yeah, we it, he's run he's run his butt off for us for the last seven or eight yeah. years. Yeah. The bloke looks knackered. Um, and uh, is there not a young young kid coming well, through? I mean, well, I don't well, know. Well, look, Someone you know, who's older than 17, maybe? Yeah, you know, we're like we're heavily linked with this guy. I can't pronounce his name from Florentina. You know, we're... Oh, uh, yeah, my son told me about him. Yeah. Look, I've, I've watched clips on him, but look here. I watched YouTube clips on Emerson Royal before he came and he was scoring goals. So, uh, you know... Anybody can watch clips on people, but this guy Sold, does. Soldado. Yeah. Do you know who smashing, he reminds, him, smashing in those volleys. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, this guy sort of reminds me a bit of, uh, you know, Shaq, you know your boy Shaco was it back in the day, you know. Yeah. You know, he's a big, he's six foot five, six foot six, mobile, scores goals. He's a big, strong player in the air. You know, look, 100% we need that. And I think that trans, transforms our team as well. But look, at the minute, I think you made a really good point there. It's going to be really interesting to see what Conte does with what he has. Because at the end of the day, I think with 12, 12 more games before January comes, and as you know with Spurs, the signings aren't going to happen on the 1st of January either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll take maybe a few weeks or to, to get a few guys in and a few guys out. But you're right, like I'm slagging off Regula on there. Like, this maybe could be the manager that, that sorts him out. You know, it, it really, it really could be. So, 
there's a lot of interesting things to see over the next lot of weeks. I'm just gutted that we're in this international, stupid international break. You know, there's one every month here now and, you know, something's got to change. But once this is over, that's it until March. Yeah. And this guy, I think I've watched a few clips on YouTube there of the training and they don't show too much. Do you know what? He's He is hands-on. He is on the pitch, hands-on. And he. Had, I think I read a thing today that he's like taking guys one-on-one nearly, you know, and, and probably, like, you're talking professional footballers here, he's grabbing them one-on-one and he's going to walk them around the pitch and say, that's where you are, that's where I want to see you, that's where you should be going when this happens, and he is going to take his time and he is going to drill this into them. So, yeah. you know, in about six games' time, six or seven games' time, it'll be really interesting to see where we are. Uh-huh. I hope so. I was talking yes. to someone today actually about um, about this because Ragudian, I think, has come out and said uh, he wants me, uh, you know, attacking as much as possible, but also defending and all this. Uh, yeah, yeah. And if you think, just picture in your head, um, Chelsea and the two fullbacks, Alonso and uh, Aspilicueta. And when you think about when Chelsea are attacking, those two lads are in line with the penalty box attacking every single time Chelsea are attacking yeah. aren't they they're yeah. right up there but hang on a minute when when the opposition are attacking Chelsea where are those two guys right back in that back four or five yeah so sorry to be a top player you've got to do that that's what that's your job you're, you're yeah. up and down and that's all to do with fitness and 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 showing that passion and commitment um, yeah, it's, it's probably the hardest. If you don't hardest. want to do it, if you don't want to do it, then go and join another club. Well, because I think, I think this, this is, is where we're, this is where we're at. Yeah, I think this is the great thing about having this manager because he will know in four or five weeks' time who doesn't really want to do it, and it'll just be cheerio. You know, yeah. you're you're gone. You're not going to be. Or I think he's the kind of guy that would look at maybe the likes of a Matt, Matt Doherty and go, do you know what? He does want it more than him so do you know what there you go you're going to get a bit of a chance look they've got 12 games to prove themselves before january and and look there will be players that will come in 100 percent. that's going to happen and i think he'll know those key positions and i think you're right number one is a striker definitely another center right up the stem of our team center half creative midfielder and a striker and yeah. i think that's what he what he will be looking for unless by some miracle, he can possibly get Deli Alley, but look, he hasn't looked at him in the first two games. Um, it's going to be interesting, but I think we could maybe see a few surprises where I was reading today, maybe the likes of a Lucas Moura becoming maybe the right wing back because he's got energy to burn to get up and down there all day long. Um, maybe Emerson Royal slots into the back, you know, to the right hand side of the back three. So, you know, there's Tanganga as well, we haven't talked about. Yeah, forgot all about him, actually. There, are, there are players, Sessignon. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe Sessignon and Rigulion are the, are the, are the left wing backs competing because I'm not so sure. You know, I like, I, like, I like more in the middle, running at them. So do, so I, do I, I, but look, it's going to be really interesting to see what he does. But look, yeah. and everybody says, oh, he's got a great six games coming up here. Look, we're Spurs. There's never six great games in a row. No. You know, with, with Leeds at home as our next match. Like Leeds have been awful this year, mm. but they're starting to put a few results together. They're, they're going to be well, they're going to be 
running everywhere against us in that game. And we are going to have to be super ready and super fit, you know, to play against them. So it's going to be really interesting. Then I think we've got Burnley away. Um, They'll be up Nor- for it. Norwich, you know, teams that got there. Brighton are coming up. Brighton are on fire. Did Burnley so, lose again at the weekend to Norwich? No, Burnley drew with Chelsea. That's right. That's right. Because I'm just thinking, because Burnley, haven't they not, not won since January or something at home? Yeah. So Dr. Tottenham. <laughs> Dr. And it was Tottenham's kind of Dr. Tottenham with Everton, wasn't it? Because yeah. you know, the one thing we haven't mentioned is Rafa is is um, he's a blimmin' good manager. Yeah. So, you know, what 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 we could have done with, with um, you know, was maybe a Norwich at home. Have we got Norwich at home coming up? Yeah, I think Norwich is coming up yeah. soon as well. Just like, just like in the FA Cup a couple of uh, years ago. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, no. I know. Look, well, we shall see. Never, but, you know, what, easy, what, but... What, what, what we've got, is when we had Jose, it was like, well, this can't fail. But there was some journalists and other people going, no, he's a dinosaur, he's past it. And I think I think we're seeing that with Roma as well. Yeah. Um, with Conte, you know, this is it. And and we'll just finish on this point for me, which is if we get, you know, if we're approaching, uh, you know, may, maybe, you know, and we're not expecting, well, we are expecting good results, but... In the real world, we're expecting a couple of couple more drab performances. I mean, if we'd have gone out and beat Everton three uh, nil, you know, we might be sitting there going, "Well, there you go. We don't need to buy anyone. We're all sorted." But the yeah. fact that it's nil nil, and we're looking at it going, "Well, actually, it was quite lucky that Laurie's did he get his fingertips to it? I don't know. <laughs> Fingernail penalty." <laughs> Um, yeah. And and they did they were stronger weren't they Everton and and we were backs against the wall a little bit and um, so you know but so hopefully he comes in and looks at it and goes right this is what I want to do and the most important thing is that if Conte doesn't get what he wants okay um, and and what I'm what I mean by that is you know he might have a list of five players if he doesn't get one of those players let's say. You know, because you can't have everything you want. It, it, we are still Tottenham. You know, we, we yeah. haven't got bucket loads. If he if he looks at it and goes this 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 and this, and Levy turns around and says no or whatever the reasons are, and oh you know he's he he costs sixty million. I'm only willing to pay fifty five. You know, I hope I want Conte to look at it and go, well, thank you very much. Let me shake you by the hand. Um, this job is not for me, and I'll be walking away. And I want him to have the the, the you know the cojones, if you like, to do that. And then walk away and then come out in the press, go on, you know, Monday night football and say, look, you're only in the job for, for, for three months. Um, what, what went wrong? And I want him to say, well, the reason I didn't join in the summer was not only because of Inter Milan situation, it was also because, uh, you know, I was told I wouldn't have much money and Kane wanted to leave. And uh, when I came back, Paratici and uh, and Levy said to me, I would have money to spend. And um, I walked in and and uh, I asked for this player, that player. They didn't they, they didn't give it to me, and uh, they offered me players that I thought wouldn't wouldn't get Tottenham up anywhere in the league. So I decided that actually the job wasn't for me. Yeah, you, know, you don't need to be that. You know, you could you could be a little bit more subtle and a little bit read between the lines, but. I, but what I mean is, I can't have another manager who walks into a job, walks into the Spurs job, doesn't get what he wants, 
and still plays plays along and goes, oh, we're, you know, we're just unlucky or whatever. Um, you know, yeah. if, if you know, and I'm not anti Levy, as you know, and, and you're not either. We're, we're anti a lot of decisions he's made, but in terms of uh, in, in on the whole, if he's if he's going to be, um, you know, I, I almost want the anti Levy guys to be right about this. But I need the we need the manager to stick up for us. He he's the he's the one that needs to turn around to us and go, this is what happened in the meeting. Because at the moment we still don't really know. You know, those two windows when Poch didn't buy anyone, was it did he ask for people or didn't he? Because if he didn't ask for anybody, that's not on Levy. Levy's not going to say to them to Poch, oh well, you know, you didn't buy anyone last window. Do you want anyone you don't want any, anyone this window? Come on, let me buy you another player. He's not going to do that, is he? Yeah. So we don't know those conversations that are, are being had. Yeah. But he's got to, Conte has got to call it call it out, get what he wants, and if he doesn't, he's got to step away. What do you think? Yeah. Look, I think this is completely different to any other situation. Well, I'm praying that it's completely different to any other situation. I think it's got to the stage where I think Levy and Co know that they're on their final legs with the supporters and that he has thrown everything at this guy. And I think we'll see a massive difference in our transfer. You know, it's not even getting the players. Conte won the traction to come and play for him mm. as well, which also helps. You know, if you're looking there in the summer, you know, and with it's taken us months to get our manager, and it's Nuno. And look, I feel a bit sorry for the guy Nuno. I like them, but you know, Nuno wants you to come and play for Spurs. Oh, right, okay, Nuno, where's where's he been? I was a goalkeeper for Portugal and uh, brought Wolves up from the Championship. All oh, right, very good. No, look, it's all right. I'm going to go to. Oh, you're in the Europa Conference League. No, yeah, I'll go, I'll, or I'll, I'll go, or I'll go to Everton because yeah. Rafa Benitez is there. Exactly. So. Yeah. But no, Antonio Conte's, you know, speaking to the guy at Inter Milan who's playing right wing back or left wing back for them, knows what he's about. Or the guy playing for Sampdoria or playing for, you know, Atletico Madrid. Antonio Conte wants you to come be the main man in this team in this position to, to bring glory back to this massive club and the best stadium in the world and the best yeah. training facilities. You're, you're coming. You're coming. Yeah. And, your age, and your agent's probably going, look, they're wanting 60 million for you, but look, if you offer 55, that's okay, we'll take it. Because he wants to come and play for you. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, and that's where I'm hoping the difference will be. But look, if it, if it doesn't work this time over the next two years, then we may all just forget about it and and uh, and start supporting our local side that, that we live down the road. Oh from. God, no way! The South End is my local side. They're even worse. <laughs> but you know what? You can still just go and enjoy it. I, I support Carrick Rangers over here, small club near the bottom of the league. Do you know? Do you know uh, the uh, other local side to me? Yeah, forty-five is, minutes away on the train. Is that West Ham? Oh, there you go. You'll be a hammer. What are <laughs> here? I know we're going to finish up. What are they like? Do you know what? Don't like Liverpool well, either, but I really want the Liverpool just to beat before you do your, Just before you do your one, I flicked on the tele this morning the, with the uh, Sky Sports panel of four people. They were discussing, first of all, whether uh, they would win the league, and they decided <laughs> that no, probably not. Top four, guaranteed. Oh, yeah, 
absolutely <laughs> favourite step. And then the last one was, do you think uh, they'll win a trophy? And they went one by one. The word definitely was said by three of them. Three of the four panellists said they'll definitely win a trophy this year. Oh, definitely. Top four, very, oh, yeah, yeah, great chance, best chance of anyone to get top four, yeah, and they'll definitely win a trophy. And I'm sitting there going, oh, so what, City and Liverpool and Chelsea and all these other sides are not going to win uh, uh, <laughs> trophies this year then because West Ham are going to do it. You know, a couple of injuries, Rice and Antonio. Yeah, yeah, look, we we will enjoy, we, say, we will enjoy it whenever they start to bottle things, you know. But I just oh. had the laugh watching them, and uh, do you know what? In a wee way, fair play to them. You know, their supporters are getting excited. They're getting excited the way we did under Potts. But look, they're a long, long way away from things. But you know, focusing, we have now got one of the top managers in the world, and I honestly believe things are definitely changing. Definitely, definitely changing. So, yeah, I, I for one can't wait just to see. I'm really looking forward to every game at the minute, win, lose, or draw. To be honest with you, because I know in my heart that we have got to be patient here. That's the big word. If we can finish in the top six and pushing for a top four, and maybe win the League Cup or the Europa, I'll even take the Europa Conference League this year. Why not get it and then let this guy get a couple of transfer windows under his belt and let's see we will know by August the 12th or whatever it is next year how things have went by then Let, let's let's gauge it in the next summer's transfer window you know we can't all be expecting them to go out and spend 280 million pound here in January it's not going to happen you know so we've got to wait and just let him get into this team he's on the pitch he's coaching them and let's see, as you say, that who's got the kahunas to fight for him and wants to play for him. And uh, that's all we've ever asked for as Spurs fans. And I think the atmosphere around the stadium and the ground is going to be electric. I'm sure you're going to the Leeds match. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm actually even, because I haven't been to the new stadium yet. I was at the Champions League final there. Obviously, COVID then kicked in. The way we've been playing, I've had not even one inkling of flying over and spending five or six hundred pounds to go to a game between food, drink, flights, hotels, travel, everything. Just said, I'm not doing it. But see now, I want to book. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go to a game. And is is the boy playing? He's back. Yes, back training. Um, so hopefully back in the Rangers squad this Saturday. Yeah. So fingers crossed. It's been 12 long the, weeks. The B, B, the B squad, yeah. Oh, here, I've got some real good news for you. Okay. He phoned me on, well, for anybody, any new listeners that are listening, my son plays for Glasgow Rangers, um, but yeah. no, he's, in, he's in the reserves and the beat. Yeah, he's a young lad. Yeah, he's only 19. Um, he phoned me on, what day is this? Two years older than Scarlet. <laughs> yes. He phoned me on Friday. Yeah. And he goes, all right, Dad, and here's me. Yeah, I was training. I'm not bad. He says, I was training with Jermaine Defoe. Uh-huh. And I went, you were what? And he says, yeah, he says, Jermaine Defoe and uh, there's another player there, Ryan Jack, who's just come back from injury. Yeah. He said they were sent around to train with us for the day. And I'm just sitting staring at him on FaceTime going, did you did you tell him you were a Spurs fan? And he goes, yeah. no. And what? I went, I'm going, what? Why are you not telling him? I said, you're not telling him your dad really wants to meet him. And he's going, dad, wise up. He says, I'm training with a guy. But he yeah. just takes it, you know, like as if it's nothing. So, mm. uh 
he was training with Jermaine Defoe, so that, that'd be a bye uh, weekend. That's brilliant. But you would slip in there. I'll just say, of course, so you know, I'm a Spurs fan. But our Chris is not like that at all. He's no. He's very, you know, he's he's not really on social media much and doesn't say much. If you met him, you wouldn't know he played football. Put it like I mean, that, to be honest nice with you, to be. that's the best advice I would give give any footballer. Don't even don't even go there. Yeah. Don't 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 even go there. Uh, you know, get get. Yeah, Danny Rose has done brilliantly by not being on uh, social media, uh, whereas Deli Ali is te- terrible. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I'll yeah, just have a nice professional social media account yeah um like you know like harry kane does and um you know because because all the other stuff is you know just distracts uh so yeah good 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 on him yeah uh yeah and i i i do follow um i do follow him on uh, twitter to see how he's getting on and stuff. yeah well he he should be back Um, in the team for for this saturday obviously they'll have to bring him back in so he might only get like 20 minutes or 15 minutes but hopefully hopefully back banging the goals in soon all right, mate. Okay, mate. Well, look, come on, you Spurs. Yeah, good and to chat, and we'll uh, we'll speak in a couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. And then hopefully I'll get a flight over, get the game, have my Italian flag wrapped around me, and uh, <laughs> singing Antonio, Antonio. <laughs> yeah. All right, matey. Come on, you Spurs. Cheers. Come on, you Spurs. Yeah.